Minority Retort on X-Ray FM. X-Ray FM. Jason Lamb. Hey everybody, it's time for another edition of Minority Retort. My name is Jason Lamb, and I'm the co-host and co-producer of Minority Retort, the comedy show, which features all quote-unquote people of color comedians, hosted by myself, Julia Ramos, and a now-rotating cast of POC comedic characters that you can usually see at the Siren Theater when the world isn't in flames. Uh, We hope to be able to see you again very, very soon. Um... But we want to see you in a safe way and a responsible way. So when that is uh, on the brink of happening, that's when we'll be back uh, to see you in person. But quite a few of you saw us on the home edition of Minority Retort a few weeks ago. And that was all put together by the folks here at X-Ray FM, as well as our sister station down the road, The Numbers. And I want to show my appreciation for everyone who... uh, tuned in for that and all the people that put together Annie and Chase and Jefferson uh, here at X-Ray and uh, of course all wonderful roster of comedians and uh, because of you folks out there watching and your your generous donations we were able to raise some money for Self-Enhancement Inc. uh, which is an organization that helps uh, black students uh, and their families with with services that uh, can help those students be successful um, in the academic world. So uh, appreciate all your donations for, for that. And if you want to find out more about Self-Enhancement, Inc., you can go to the website, selfenhancement.org. Uh, but here on the show, we don't just talk to comedians and talk about comedy. We also talk to other talented, creative, and thoughtful people of color who are doing big things in the community and the world at large. And brings me to my guest today, who is returning to the program. He is a writer and community activist. Uh, you may have seen his work in The Oregonian, on The Scanner, Street Roots, and many other fine publications. And he's also uh, the co-host of a weekly show on the numbers, uh, the station that I mentioned earlier, uh, called Press Play Northwest. And it's a pleasure to welcome back to the show, Bruce Poinsett. Bruce, how are you doing this morning? Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for coming back on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I went against the thing that I said I wasn't going to do, or at least I told told myself I wasn't going to do, which is I'm going to ask you how you are uh, to start with. Um, And the reason why I wasn't going to do that is I'm trying not to to do that when I talk with with black people on the show, because we're we're getting asked that so so much these days. Um, (laughs) And I I don't really want to have you, um, you know, necessarily go into uh something that you're you're forced to talk with uh, or talk about um more than you want to uh which how you're feeling about everything that's going on right now um and you know that's not why i want to have you on the show i i wanted to to have you back on the show to i guess instead of talk about like i said how you're feeling with everything going on and you know what what can what can we do uh, to change things, and specifically, what can white people do to to make things uh, better and, and and fight for equality? Um, but I instead wanted to use the show, at least for the next little while, to talk with as many different black people as I can um, about 
what's going on, but talk about it in a way that I think is most, um, that I'm most curious about. And that is to ask this question, or this series of questions. Do you feel hopeful that what's going on right now will lead to meaningful change in this country? And if so, why? And if not, why not? So, so do I feel hopeful? You know, um, it, it's a mixed bag because I think a lot of times when we talk about, you know, the feelings of hope and everything, we talk, we look at, you know, the media images. We look at these mass mass protests, which are, you know, undoubtedly very, you know, very encouraging, very powerful, very, more importantly, effective. But at the same time, there's also kind of this understanding of, you know things die down things you know just circumstances uh you know we're we're in a pandemic we're you know dealing with massive job loss you know there's a lot a lot of factors which you know historically that's how these things work but you know there's a lot of factors at play so you know i think there's a lot of uh, a feeling of so when is the you know one of the numbers going to go down, one of the things going to kind of go back to, you know, the normal for a lot of, like, organizers who, you know, feel like they've probably been, you know, uh, you know, just, like, screaming in the middle of the forest for so long, and then suddenly it's like everyone's here, right? Mm. So, you know, I'd be lying if I said I don't have a lot of those same feelings, but at the same time, I actually am, despite that little soliloquy i'm actually pretty hopeful in this regard is that whenever you know you have these big moments or these you know these uh collective like shared experiences you even if like the you know the total the mass numbers don't necessarily sustain you always get like a new a new uh just like influx of like game changers for lack of better terms you know people with fresh ideas people with fresh energy people who you know may have been on the fence before may have just been interested in other things before who you know are in it for the long haul and are you know going to contribute their talents and you know like i said their fresh ideas and fresh energy and you know anytime you get more of those people anytime you get more of that you know sustained energy it it's always a positive it always helps move things forward and kind of like expand the pool of ideas so to that to that end i'm hopeful to i'm also hopeful that you know we've the narrative of the discussion is kind of changing you know we're like you know, defund the police is like a real rallying cry, real, like, and it, obviously there's a lot of people trying to, you know, just dismiss the idea out of hand, but, you know, it's a real discussion now. You know, real municipalities and, you know, cities across the country are making real, you know, was it Seattle just expelled? Well, not just, but like, was it a couple of weeks ago expelled its police union like you know these are you know things that you would have thought unimaginable even like a couple months ago so yeah i guess 
in that regard, I'm I'm hopeful, if not necessarily that you know a million people are going to keep being out on the streets every day. I don't know, but a lot of these changes, a lot of this energy is here, and it's going to be here. So, yeah, it's a very long answer to that question, but yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I think one of the things that that uh, that I keep coming back to is that I think if you're a black person in America, you you have to have on some level, no matter what your politics are, if you're some kind of far right, you know, Trump supporting black person in America, you have to have some cynical bone in your body about on on some level about you know, actual true change happening. I, I mean, maybe maybe that's not true. I, maybe there are some people out there that are like, hey, everything's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, well, for me, I, I know that I, I can be quite cynical about these things. So just as I, I look at history and, you know, and, and, and you know, these, these things come up and, you know, and, and, and some measure of change does happen, but, you know, um, but that change is either very slow or, you know, we, we kind of, a lot of us forget about, you know, what, what, uh, what prompted um, the outrage and, and, uh, and so forth. And we kind of go back to normal as you were talking about before. Um, and with this, you know, we're seeing a lot of, um, we're seeing a lot of activity from corporations, you know, reexamining, um, I guess their, or making sure that their um, their stance on equity and um, you know and 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 they they want to you know showing that they support Black Lives Matter and et cetera, um, and you know to to that end I wanted to read something to you here I'm not sure if you saw this uh, this thing from Jersey Mike's this meme nah. uh, let me read this to you here this was uh, posted by a comedian named Yasir Lester who's a uh, 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 producer and, and writer on uh, shows like Black Monday and um, and Divorce on HBO, uh, but he posted this uh, this on Twitter. Uh, this is a, a Jersey Mike's ad, uh, and it reads: We here at Jersey Mike's are always striving for greatness with our sandwiches, but also in our community. We have listened to the larger cultural conversation and decided that effective tomorrow, July first. Our famous BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich, will now be known as the BLM, the bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Black Lives Matter. And um. I, <laughs> now that's not real. <laughs> that was posted by a comedian, uh, as I mentioned. But that really kind of stuck with me when I saw that because it seems, you know, it 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 it's a it's a commentary on kind of what we're seeing, you know, from from corporations and. Um, you know, and, and other organizations uh, to make sure that they um, are are shown that they are are, are standing on the right side. Um, and I wonder how you felt about kind of that thing that's going on right now. Um, do you feel like it's symbolic, or you know, or or genuine, or or does it matter if it ultimately gets to the place where you know they are showing that they're on the right side of things? I mean, like that. That's fake, but like, I mean, the the Washington football team right now is going mm -hmm. through a, a thorough review 
of <laughs> their racial slur of a name, and that that's very real. So, you know, it's not far off. But, uh, you know, honestly, I think it's a lot of, you know, it is, you know, a lot of white guilt and wanting to be on the right side of history and understanding, you know, you know, it's going to hurt you and your customer base if you're not. So, you know, on one hand, does it matter if it's real? To a degree, like if you, you know, if you work at these companies, I imagine you, you're probably rolling your eyes in some degree, but you're also, you know, actually hoping the climate at your place of employment gets better. At the other on the other note, though, like these are, you know, these are companies with real, you know, significant profits and real resources. And, you know, this is the impetus for getting them to use them to actually, like, invest in black communities for real. Then, you know, you got to, like, put as much, you know, apply as much pressure as possible to, you know, get them. Obviously, like, you know, there's discussion now of, like, yeah, all these, there's all these symbolic changes, but, you know, what about actually, you know, the systemic change in police, you know, systemically changing the police, systemically, you know, I don't even want to use the word like reforming, but like, what about defunding the police? What about arresting, you know, murderous cops? What? So there's that discussion too. But I do think, you know, this is an opportunity for, you know, people who have not, or companies or powerful institutions that have not been invested to, you know, do better and actually not just do better, but like listen to the needs of the people, you know, the organizers, the activists, the people on the ground for, you know, to take cues of like what they can do. And again, actually listen to those suggestions and apply them. So whether they do that or not, as opposed to just, you know, some of these symbolic statements or, you know, black squares or whatever, remains to be seen but I would hope you know I would hope they would do better because you know that symbolic stuff will also you know the bar for symbolic uh, activism or symbolic uh, engagement has raised and I guess also another part of that is um, you know I've seen a lot of discussion about um, you know for lack of a better term, like bad actors becoming involved in the in the movement, um, for also left for lack of a better term, um, and you know, using this this time um, in history to, to kind of co-opt it and and um, uh, use it for other goals, and 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 that maybe leading to the message being lost or the you know the the um, you know the goal that um, uh, that, that black people have, you know, of, of staying alive, um, and um, uh, and you know, police reform and, and other things like that being lost in the message. Do you have concerns about kind of things being co-opted and 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 folks not staying on message because of you know the kind of the fury that's uh, that's built up um, in the country? I mean, honestly, always like even long before this moment just with uh and we haven't really talked about it as much but like i you know i work with a group uh respond to racism lo and you know lake oswego where a lot of these you know these conversations aren't new but a lot of people pretend they are and you know especially like i look at you know a lot of the organizing going on in the 
suburbs now where again people are pretending like the conversations are new and it becomes you know particularly fertile ground for bad actors to exploit the situation so you know it's a constant it's a constant worry but i think the the flip side of that is that you see a lot of us who have been isolated in other situations finally like coming together or linking up or seeing each other and you know we're able we're able to build some of these networks to start you know pushing back against that or start exposing that in a way that you know we weren't able to do before so you know yeah like i said i worry about i worry about bad actors all the time it's a constant you know issue but i think we're starting to kind of build up the infrastructure and again build up sort of like these different networks across the geographies and across these different communities to where we can start better enforcing you know ethics you mentioned uh, the organization that you work with uh, respond to racism uh, a moment ago and uh, just have a few minutes left with uh, our guest today writer bruce poinsett um I want to ask you about that. Uh, can you give folks an, an idea of what uh, Respond to Racism uh, is all about? Yeah, so uh, we have a couple minutes. So yeah, we're a grassroots anti-racism group in LO. We hold, you know, we hold monthly community meetings. Where we try to, you know, educate, have discussions. We're also very active in the community. Whether it's you know working, working with students, working with parents you know, trying to keep an eye on, you know, these different boards and commissions, you know, providing different, uh, you know, educational resources outside of just, you know, our monthly meetings or outside of our social media or website. Um, it's a lot, but, uh, we, um, yeah, we're, we're just kind of, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of holes to plug when it comes to like anti-racism work especially in a you know place that's very infamously nicknamed like no negro so you know <laughs> it's like we're trying to you know we're trying to do all not all the things but you know as many of the things as we can possibly do whether it's you know advocating whether it's you know providing support and community building whether it's you know educational activities or events so yeah, yeah, just you know, and whatever you can think of. <laughs> and, and if I remember correctly, you, you grew up down in uh, Lake Oswego, is that right? Yep, yep. And so, um, <laughs> as you mentioned, what the what the nickname of the uh, <laughs> of that area is, Lake No Negro. Um, you know, you you know more than anybody what uh, uh, what you're working with down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I guess to that end, and this is the last question for you, um, uh, what's the response been like from what I have to believe is the majority of the population down there, the white, white community, to um, the, the, the organization, and are, are they actively involved? Uh, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of interest. A lot of uh, you know, people have been showing up to like public events. Um, you know, our meetings have been more attended. We've gotten you know some more. Uh, we put out calls for volunteers that have been you know more heated than in the past. Uh, I was I try not to look at it like right in the moment, but kind of more like 
what's it going to look like two or three months down the line. So, you know, what I can say now is that, you know, there's a lot more interest and it's encouraging, but what I really want want to see is whether it's going to be sustained and what that's going to look like. And, you know, when things like, when things get difficult, when things get tricky, you know, who's still going to be invested? Because, right. I mean, that's really the test of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, I've always wanted to uh, to go down to one of those uh, those meetings. I'll have to uh, t- to check them out uh, uh, when uh, when you have one because um, I'm I'm very curious about um, what uh, what the response is, uh, literally what the response is to uh, to racism down there in in Lake Lake Oswego. So, uh, but thank you for the work that you do uh, with that and, and all the work that you do in the community. And it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Um, if folks want to get a hold of you and uh, find out more about you and and uh, what you have coming up, where can they do that? Yeah, you can find me, uh, I think most active on Instagram at uh, Poinsett, P-O-I-N-S-E-T-T, Bruce. So, yeah, at Poinsett Bruce. I'm also on Facebook. You can also find Respond to Racism on Instagram and Facebook. So search Respond to Racism, L-O. Uh, I've got, you know, I've got a book talk at the Tiger Library next week. Oh, fantastic. Uh, on the eleventh, uh, or no, on the sixteenth at eleven o'clock. Uh, again, we mentioned it before, but uh, Press Play Northwest is on the numbers every Wednesday at five p.m. So you know, catch the radio show, and yeah, I think, I think that's what I've got for events and social media and all that. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, we'll have uh, people uh, check those things out and. Um I just want to thank you for coming back on the show. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks again for having me. It's always, always a pleasure.